You're listening to DraftKings Network. Folks, Mother's Day is around the corner, and let me talk to you about 1-800-Flowers. I can't wait. Every year, it's a tradition. I send stuff to my mother, my mother-in-law, and my wife because they are three amazing moms. They're better than all your moms out there. You think you have good moms? No, I have good moms in my life. I'm just kidding. This was a little harsh. I'm sure you guys all have good moms too. From your mom to the mother of your children and all the moms in between, this Mother's Day, give back to the ones that have given you everything. 1-800-Flowers helps you celebrate all amazing moms from homemade bouquets, sweet treats, gourmet food, and one-of-a-kind gifts ordered easily and delivered fresh. For a limited time, you can save up to 40% off Mother's Day bestsellers at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Don't wait. Order today and save up to 40% at 1-800-Flowers.com slash Dan. Now's a good time to remember where the story of tequila started. In 1795, the first tequila distillery was opened by the Cuervo family. And 229 years later, Cuervo is still going strong. Family-owned from the start, same family, same land. Now's a good time to enjoy Cuervo, the tequila that invented tequila. Go to Cuervo.com to shop tequila or visit a store near you. Cuervo, now's a good time. Trademarks owned by Beckley. SAB the CV. Copyright 2024. Proximo. Jersey City, New Jersey. Please drink responsibly. It's happening daily. We're being conned by the institutions we used to trust. The mainstream media is distracting us with meaningless headlines instead of focusing on the harsh realities facing American families. Time is short before something big happens, and that's why so many folks are preparing. They're becoming self-reliant by investing in emergency food storage from My Patriot Supply. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure four-week emergency food kits for each member of your family. Each kit contains tasty breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Save $50 on each four-week food kit you purchase. Plus, get free shipping on Ready Hour four-week emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. At My Patriot Supply, you can also get solar power generators, water filtration units, heirloom seeds, and survival gear. Order by 3 p.m. and your unmarked boxes ship the same day. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com The Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gotts is brought to you by Bayer Aspirin, the official sponsor of Fans Hearts. Welcome to the Big Suey, presented by DraftKings. Why are you listening to this show? The podcast that seems very similar to the other Dan Lebitard podcast. I'm sorry, I'm not going to apologize for that. <laughs> in fact, the only difference seems to be this imaging. I have been tempted in restaurants just walking past tables to grab somebody's fries that if they're just there. That hasn't happened to you guys? I've done it. And now, here's the marching man to nowhere, fat face, and the habitual liar. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Last year around the Super Bowl, and this didn't get a lot of coverage, but Andy Reid's son got into a drunk driving accident, and it was something that was in the week, the Super Bowl week of Andy Reid. Just recently here, if you guys could get the photograph for me of Patrick Mahomes Sr., Patrick Mahomes' dad has now gotten his third DUI. And I'm going to go ahead and say, I don't think this is reckless, but it's mathematically probable that if you're getting three DUIs, you have a drinking problem. One can assume that you're not getting caught every single time you have the misfortune of drinking too much. 
And so Patrick Mahomes Sr. now brings this into the life of Patrick Mahomes during a very busy time in his life. And Patrick Mahomes Sr. has been charming, smoking the Joe Burrow cigars, charming on the field after games. I covered him when he was a middle reliever for the Twins. The person on your screen is younger than I am. Patrick Mahomes Sr., look at that. He looks like he has lived. Does he look younger than me to you? I mean. About the same age. Does he? Okay. So I look like I've been battered also. But my problem is carbs. His is cars. And drinking. Patrick Mahomes Sr. brings this into his son's life, and he has to be pretty mortified, right? So I have two reactions to this mugshot. One is that I kind of, for the first time, see the Patrick. Like the hair. I'm like... (laughs) That is like Patrick Mahomes is like faux hawk kind of deal. Look, so the overwhelming everybody is sticking a microphone into my face dynamic of Super Bowl week. I imagine that this is both the worst possible time, but also because so many people have things that they're interested in that are not this. I wonder if there's also a bit of hiding that can take place simultaneously. But it's timing wise. Early in Super Bowl week is about the worst time for this. But to come but out. may I just real quick? I know that Patrick Mahomes is a grown adult and everything, but hey, dad embarrassing me this week. Like, what does it do to a relationship to have your father apparently have enough of an issue with something <sighs> that he's bringing this into his son's life this week? Look, man, this is addiction. It is an illness. I can extend every compassion to Patrick Mahomes Sr. here and say that addictions deserve empathy, not judgment. But how about just dad? What dad? Dad or the disease just brought into his son's life this week. The shame of it. I mean, Patrick Mahomes has had to navigate a lot when it comes to his family, be it the allegations of forcing himself up on an alleged victim or, or battery accusations for Jackson Mahomes, his father's drinking, his wife being a woman. That has, uh, that has been interesting to watch how it is that she has been received by the Internet. It's poisonous. It is remarkable, though, when you add it all up and you spell it out in whatever way. Like, oh, but, and yet, and yet. And yet, not unlike the Florida Gators with Tim Tebow at the center of it, you have a halo. Yeah, not just that, but just like a, an apparent normalcy. Like the guy who's in the center of all of that dance. So when you ask, like, how does the son perceive the actions of his family humiliating him? And you think of everybody from like Bill Clinton's brother to like all these other famous historical examples of people embarrassing the person that the solar system. Remember when it, it was Bill's brother that was a problem? Oh man, that was a time. <laughs> he and he looked like a good time. Have you ever seen his, like the picture of his brother? He looked like a good time. That happened to Jimmy Carter a million years ago. Jimmy, his, his brother was just associated brother, yeah. with beer, and it was too scandalous in the 70s. They oh named a beer God. after him, Billy Beer. That's where it started. That Family's embarrassing. I think that started with Jimmy Carter. Yeah. Well, I mean. <laughs> Publicly. I think it started with Abel. <laughs> Wait, which one died? Cain or Abel? Which one killed the other? Stephen A. would know. Cain killed Abel. Yeah, Cain's a bad one. So then Cain's the embarrassment, right? You just murdered somebody. Abel was cool. He didn't do anything. Oh, victim blaming. Anyway, another foot. But but to answer your question, Dan, I don't. I don't think any of this sticks to to Pat. That's the thing. He's been able to navigate everything. You guys guys are thinking about this the wrong way. Sticks to Pat. Does stick to Pat? Does it reflect badly on Pat? Imagine the laser focus this mother has to be this great. While that's happening all the time, imagine if like he had like quiet, mild-mannered family members who just want to shun the spotlight. He'd have 19 Super Bowls by now, having only played six years. 
and he has them around all of all the, the time. All the time. That's the remarkable thing. Like, I would have excommunicated these people. <laughs> That's why he's better than Brady. Easily. He's been carrying his family around in the huddle as well. And no distractions. That's how that's how he tops him by having more obstacles than Brady had in his life because Brady had stable family stuff at home. That's right. Forget about the receiver core, the supporting cast. We want actual family tree help. I was gonna make a wife joke too, and I thought maybe that's a little too close to the line. Okay, excellent. Look, I, I'm this is growth. It means discretion you continues to baffle growth. me. You asked for growth. Here it is. I, I, I didn't make the joke to Jeremy over the, over the headset. Not okay. this time. No, you just stopped the show in its track with the joke you could have made. Yeah. Instead, you just could have stayed quiet. We're, we're moving towards How that. do you guys feel about this story? Because this made me laugh out loud. It Laugh out loud when it came across my screen. Zay Flowers getting a notice that he's been fined $10,927 for taunting. Damn. I know, right? Your season's over. You're an embarrassment in Baltimore. At the one-yard line, you drop the football. Everyone's yelling at you, and then comes the bill due, where it's also, and also, this is costing you 11000 You're like, who ordered this? I didn't order this. <laughs> Wait, Zay this is the wrong check. Zay Flowers treated the AFC title game penalty like the time I forgot to cancel Quibi, <laughs> which I did. I'm like one of the few people that had it's it for like charging. an extra month. <laughs> Zay Flowers taunts Sneed. Everyone says, at the moment, we're all watching that game together, and it's all some form of, you fool. <laughs> like, yeah, and also taunting should be allowed. Don't penalize that. But if you're going, if, like, don't cost yourself 15 yards in this situation. They're hard to come by. You shouldn't have done that. Maybe sports should be looser. Eh, NFL kind of starched and rigid. Still penalizing for that stuff. Then you get Snead, the embarrassment of the guy you taunted wins the football game by knocking the football out of your hands at the one-yard line. And furthermore, you cut your hand on your helmet and can't play the rest of the game when they need you on those last drives. Oh, my God, you fool. And then the bill comes. It reminded me of Mike Ryan with Dunk Lebitard, where we have our big chance on ESPN to be McAfee. We're going to do live watch parties. We can do it. And I curse on air, and I arrive late and drunk with the animal guy. And I yell at Mike Foss Jr., ESPN royalty. I never knew that there was another Mike Foss. Yeah, I yell at him, scream at him, and we never again got that chance. And Mike Ryan is on his knees in the dirty Clevelander on the floor. And he's like, how could this have possibly gone any worse? My big chance to be an executive producer for ESPN. It couldn't have gone worse than this. And then a waitress comes by and hands him the bill. <laughs> it can't get any worse than this. And then he had to pay for everybody that night, which was obviously still paying for that night thousands. in many respects. <laughs> but it's the same thing. I can't believe Foss Jr. parlayed the success of Dunk Club turd into where he is now. It's incredible. Zay Flowers was just getting over. <laughs> was just, and then it arrives in the mail, or an agent calls him, like, "What's happening there?" Where he's getting notified, and if you forgot about this and forgave yourself, here's eleven thousand dollars more to remind you, you fool. I, I got him getting served like a like a, a claim server, like Zay Flowers. Yeah, 
Congrats. You've been served. Like, <laughs> like subpoena. I, uh, I enjoyed, that should be a rule. I enjoyed uh, Travis Kelsey's interview with Pat McAfee in which Patrick Mahomes crashed. And he was talking about there was a, a stretch in that game where it looked like Baltimore was getting close to a, a huge field goal opportunity for Justin Tucker. And given everything that happened between Justin Tucker, Travis Kelsey, and Patrick Mahomes before the game, Travis Kelsey admitted there was nothing that was going to stop us from getting the unsportsmanlike conduct if he missed a kick. If he missed a kick, we would have written whatever check we had to. It was going to be a scene. How much would people have loved that if Justin Tucker missed a kick and then and Kelsey himself went out and just got rained flags on him because he was just enjoying embarrassing the kicker for getting in the way? Man, this one's interesting, and it's always interesting to me. You'll find. I mean, I don't know if there's anything like this in basketball. The other football players do not respect the kickers. They have oh. no use whatsoever for the kickers, and the kickers being famous and important is infuriating to Travis Kelsey. If he could have mocked the best kicker the we've best ever seen. The best kicker of all time, yeah. which is my whole takeaway from that is you could argue the three people at the center of this are the best to ever do it at their height. The greatest tight end we've ever seen, the greatest quarterback we've ever seen, the greatest kicker we've ever seen, and how little that matters when it, when it comes they, to the they, interpersonal they, they don't name him. relations. They, they, both, both Travis Kelsey and Mahomes are looking at Justin Tucker and saying, why are you even f***ing out here? Not just at the one-yard line. Why are you in our world? Like, I would squeeze your head off. Yeah, he's just like, what, three goats? No matter. <laughs> yeah, but th I think the symbolism is funny of Kelsey and Mahomes saying, actually, literally, and through eternity, you don't belong here. Th this space is reserved for these people who are good at football and, he's and like you who uses your foot. Yeah. <laughs> doesn't matter that he's the greatest to do it too. He doesn't eat at that trough. It's funny. You only get to be on the field when we don't convert. You don't get hit by anybody. Your foot hurts. It doesn't? Maybe. I don't think his foot hurts. When he kicks the ball? I'm just, a kicker I, I, about I, that. I'm just, yeah, I, I imagine. Depends on his toenail situation. Come on. This is, go short there. Right and now. Kelsey and Mahomes are still mad about this. You're like, not, they're legitimately I mad. Just, I just want to point out how mad I would be if I was Justin Tucker listening to this show. Yeah, Because Dan was like, I assume his foot kind of... It's like, you have no idea what these guys do. Well, but we compared no to Kelsey... Compared, no, do. but compared to Kelsey, physically, what it does to his body, I, like it's where the disrespect comes from. They don't think he plays football. That he plays with a ball with his foot. This is all Nigel Gruff's fault. Because he came out there and kicked with a cigarette hanging from his lip. Everyone thinks now kicking is easy. It doesn't I'm hurt. not even saying that. You I'm just saying the, the disrespect is real. They don't respect they him. They don't. They actually don't. Who's I mean, they're called who, special teams. And like, he, if, he, if they don't respect Justin Tucker, they will never respect anyone at that who's position. Who's more respected, kicker or punter? McAfee seems to get a lot of respect. You know, to me, the punter is even less of an important position than kicker. But he had to go sleeveless to do it. Point. Like, think of all the compensation that McAfee's doing to prove that he's a football guy. The Dan Lebitard Show with Sugats is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small. When we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Keeping things bottled up can feel like carrying a weight that gets heavier with time. Whether it's talking to a trusted friend, journaling, or seeking professional help, finding ways to let out your thoughts and feelings can bring relief and help you navigate challenges more effectively. Remember, it's okay to reach out for help when you need it. 
It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash DLB today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash D-L-B. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gutz is presented by 1-800-Flowers.com. DraftKings official flowers for Valentine's. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I am eagerly anticipating, Stugatz, this 10-part series on 20 years of the New England Patriots. And I've read a lot of deep dives and I've seen the investigations and... Their winning has been droning. It has been boring. Apple makes big things. They spend money to do things correctly. And Matthew Hamachek is with us now because uh, this month, Apple, with much anticipation, is uh, throwing the dynasty out there. It premieres as, again, a 10-part series, and it's got uh, incredible access, unusual access. I'm certain it's going to be great, but 10 parts. I have to relive the entire dynasty. I saw it up close and personal. I'm a Jets fan. Well, I'm, I, and I feel like we know uh, much of what needs to be known here, but I'm assuming that Matthew is trying to cover ground and terrain that others haven't seen. So thank you for joining us. Uh, just give us an idea, Matthew, of some of the stuff that you were able to dig in on that perhaps the public doesn't understand, because it is very confusing to me that in America's most popular sport, we don't totally understand how that team was able to dominate that way. And some of us view it as boring that they were able to dominate that way. I doubt very much that what you've made is boring. No, but first off, thanks for having me on. I couldn't agree more with both of you. I was not a fan of this team. And, um, you know, my I think like the rest of uh, the fan base in the NFL was sick and tired of the Patriots winning so much. And I think because of that, when we started this project, I think we realized that the only way to make it interesting is to tell sort of the unvarnished truth of the New England Patriots. And so what I mean by that is Bill had a book written about him with Halberstam, which was great. And Tom had his own docuseries. But, you know, those were very specific lenses through which to view the story. And I think what we thought is, okay, we have this unique opportunity here to bring everybody together, many of whom have never spoken on the record about any of this stuff before. And we were going to get into every single detail of it, meaning we were going to talk, we were going to have an entire episode about Spygate. We have an entire episode about Deflategate about Aaron Hernandez, about the Malcolm Butler benching, uh, you know, every detail that I think people have been curious about, but they've never really heard these people talk about these things on the record the way they do in our uh, Dynasty series. Matthew, how'd you get access to guys who don't normally give access? Well, it was, it, frankly, it was through the Patriots. They, to their credit, knew the kind of thing that we were going to do and gave us free reign to do it. And we're willing to connect us with everybody involved. And that included Bill, Tom, basically every player we wanted to talk to. But we also talked to other people outside of the organization, like Michael Strahan, 
rivals who went up against these guys and have very strong opinions about them. Were there any limits in exchange for the access? No, none whatsoever, which was what makes this thing so remarkable. It really is the unvarnished truth of the Patriot story. What are the greatest challenges that you got immersed in as you tried to devote your life over to a project of this size? Well, obviously, just the logistics of talking to all of these people, that was, that was its own challenge. But the most fascinating thing about this was we had access to the Patriot Archive as well as the NFL Films Archive, all told, I think that was around 35,000 hours of footage. So when you think about the amount of manpower to actually even go through that and mark what's good, and, and we're, we're talking about stuff that nobody's ever seen before, right? This is inside the locker room, right after Spygate in 07, right after the story had broke, and we're getting to see Bill address the team and how they react to it. And one of the things that actually I love about that season in particular is they've won three Super Bowls in four years. Then they have a couple seasons go by. And then in 07, the Spygate scandal breaks in the first game of the year against the Jets. And that's Mangini and all of that. But there's this interesting transition in that season where they go from being, they started out as the legend that could in 01, and then they become a dynasty. And then that's the season where they really become the evil empire. And when we were going through this footage, you could see them on this undefeated run, just dominating and tearing apart every team in their path. And one of the editors described it as sort of witnessing like a party on the Death Star as they go through each of the teams. And they're not just beating them, they're clobbering them. And I think to be able to see that and witness not only Bill, but Tom and all the other players that year go all the way up until the Super Bowl against the Giants and then have that sort of humbling moment on the biggest of stages. It's, it's an incredible, it's an incredible uh, sort of episode in itself. Without giving too much away, again, it's a 10-part series, and I'm going to ask you some pointed questions about some of the more interesting stuff in it. But if you were talking yeah. man hours and years involved in how much time has been spent putting this together, what are we talking about? How many people did you talk to? What are we talking about? Yeah, so just going through the footage, I think, was six months with around 50 people working around the clock in shifts, and then on our team... You know, it was those 50 people plus another couple dozen. And then for me personally, it was two and a half years from start to finish, maybe even a little bit more than that. And we talked to about 80 players, coaches, front office executives, rivals, and then people who are just sort of, you know, tangentially connected fans. Uh, and so it was just a massive undertaking. And what I love, love it about the process is it really forces you to be collaborative. You have a massive team and you just bring in incredibly talented people and you let them cook. And I think people are going to like the result. Give me a couple of times where some of those 50 people plus a dozen found something. You gave us one, but found something that they were bringing to you and both of you danced around the room because you're like, that's gold right there. David Nugent, who played with Tom his rookie year, came in and we were talking to him. He lived with Tom in a condo that Tom had gotten from Ty Law, Hall of Famer. And when he was about to come and meet with us, said, oh, by the way, you know, I don't know if you'd be interested in this, but I have some home video footage of Tom and me in, in 2000 and 2001 living in our condo. 
Of course, the answer was yes. And uh, when we saw it, it just blew us away because the thing that we kept hearing over and over and over again was he wasn't Tom Brady, the goat back then. This was just Tommy. And it's one thing to hear people talk about it. It's another thing to see Tom Brady with a pop collar in 2000 before the GQ covers and the MVPs and the Lombardi trophies. Did your crew actually dance? I mean, that's... Uh, let me think. No, I'm not much of a dancer. I think you can probably tell from looking at me. But fist no, pump. there were times where there were, some, there were some good fist pumps for sure. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, this was, this was throughout the entire time. I think another one that's great, another moment that was really phenomenal was the season after Deflategate, when Tom served his four-game suspension, he's gone and he comes back. And he goes on a tear, and they make it all the way to the divisional round. And they beat the Houston Texans. In that locker room afterwards, there's always guests that come with the Patriots, right? And so there were two guests at that time. One was Rupert Murdoch, who actually has a great interview in our, uh, in our series. And the other one was Les Moonves. It speaks to the power that the Patriots had at the time, right? These are the two networks, the two CEOs, the heads of the network that basically are rivals. And they're both simultaneously guests in this locker room. They've won. They're going to, at this point, probably their you know, seventh or eighth, I'm not sure exactly which one, uh, AFC championship in a row. And Belichick is just tearing into Tom and the rest of the team because, you know, it's, it's what he does and it's the culture that he created and, it, and you know, it works so well. But it, one of the moments like that speak to like this sort of cross-section of power, but also I can't imagine what it's like to be those guys stepping into that locker room and seeing the dynamic between Belichick, Brady, and then the rest of the team. What is the best of what you got from Belichick and from Brady? They are notoriously difficult interviews. Well, I mean... Tom really was an open book. And to his credit, I still remember we, uh, you know, we scheduled his interview. None of us really talked to him before he showed up. And we figured, you know, he's going to show up with an entourage. He's going to have hair and makeup and all this kind of stuff. The guy just pulls up to the studio in his car by himself, steps in, didn't want to know anything about what was going to be asked or anything like that, sits down and is just an open book. And, uh, you know, he details things in this that I really don't think he's talked about on the record before. Belichick, I think in a lot of ways, you kind of know what he's like because we've seen him over and over and over again in his press conferences. I think what makes this situation unique, though, is that when he's on doing his press conferences, it's just him standing up there by himself. And there's not a lot of context to what he's saying. But when he's asked these questions in the context of what everybody else is saying, I think it makes his answers pretty fascinating. I think people are going to be shocked to hear a lot of the things that are said. Like, <laughs> well, for Tom, I think that, you know, he goes into all sorts of things with Alex Guerrero and what happened with all of that drama. I think all of the players talk about the relationship. And, you know, the thing that we kept hearing over and over again is that Bill created this incredible culture at the Patriots where Bill was at the top. Everybody else was underneath Bill and everybody was equal. There would be no superstars there. And... I think that that created a very selfless environment where everything was done for the betterment of the team for an incredibly long time. And then, you know, what the people we interviewed talked about is that and that, that worked for, you know, most of the time. But at a certain point, it was really hard for everybody to ignore, Tom included, 
what Tom Brady had sort of become. And he, you know, especially after the Atlanta Super Bowl, when he comes back from 20 to three guys talked about how you couldn't just pretend and sit in the locker room and pretend that Tom Brady was just a 20 year old rookie and that he should be treated the exact same way as everybody else. And I think the relationship dynamic as things came to an end there is, is going to be revelatory. The dynasty premieres February 16th on Apple TV plus you gave us Tom there. How about Belichick? When, if, if I pin you down on one thing where he got bristly or one thing that he had to give you that he maybe didn't want to, you didn't out interview Belichick. You didn't defeat him. You didn't get anything from him. He didn't want you to have. Well, you have to watch, man. You know, I mean, you never know. No, I look, I asked him all the questions that people want to have asked. I asked him about Spygate. I asked him about the Malcolm Butler benching. And I think uh, he has good answers. I'm trying to think about one of the ones that I asked him about. I mean, I'll tell you this. He told a great story about calling Randy Moss for the first time and Randy being in a club. Randy didn't believe that it was actually Bill Belichick and hung up on him several times. And uh, (laughs) the two of them sit there doing impressions of each other, which is the best part, because the way the two of them translate a phone call and what the other person is saying, what the other person is thinking is great and just slamming those up against each other. And so Bill's sitting there thinking, like, I guess he doesn't want to come to New England. And Randy just keeps assuming that somebody is doing this gravelly Bill <laughs> Belichick impression and, 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 is, and is just trying to get him to come. And then Bill ends the phone call by saying, look, if you're not in New England by tomorrow morning at 10 a.m., you're not coming on the team. And then Randy says, oh, I just hung up on Bill. And so just to, just to see those kind of interactions, it was great. And, you know, look, when you have this kind of access, which really has never been had before, uh, uh, your job is to ask good questions and get out of the way and let these guys tell the story. Did Bob Kraft uh, give you an indication who he sided with in the tension between Brady and Belichick? Yes, you get to see how it evolves. It's, it wasn't as binary as that. It wasn't a, I feel this way and that's the way I stayed. It, it sort of it, it changed as uh, the years went by. How much new truth did you unearth around Aaron Hernandez? I think the thing that we have here is, for the first time, people inside the organization and the players, the coaching staff, talking about that. I think we unearthed quite a bit, but I think more important than that, one of the things I realized as I started to talk to these guys about it is that this was somebody who everybody in the organization loved dearly. And there was a great deal of affection and care about him and the way that the story was told. And I hope that the people who talk to us about it on the record feel like we did it right. But I think that was astonishing to me and uh, something that we really tried hard to capture. The Dynasty premieres February 16th on Apple TV+. Plus. Again, it is exhaustive, uh, thorough, and he is the foremost authority. He can answer the most pressing question for us. Is this indeed Bill Belichick leaving an apartment through a door, uh, a ring doorbell, shirtless, uh, somewhere in a gray Boston? Man, you know, uh, Bill and I never had the opportunity to take our shirts off, and, and so I can't, I, I can't. You I failed. Can't I mean, you failed, I Matthew. Hey, you should hey, do look, a 10 part I talk try, on that video. I, try, I, I try. Look, I try to do my best, but uh, we didn't get to that level in our bond. So um, uh, you have to, you have to go to another. It's sport. a puff piece. It's a failure. <laughs> it will not succeed. They didn't get to any hard answers. It is indeed Bill Belichick. Uh, Matthew, thank you for being on with us. I uh, look forward to watching. Thank you so much. It does look like just him. Just great audio. It does look like him. You take a look, Matthew, and you tell me that's Barrel not chested. him. Barrel-chested. Come on, Matthew. You Where am me, I? You tell take me that's look, not Matthew. him, Matthew. I mean, you, you, 
you, you got to be impressed. Uh, what, he's like 70 years old. He looks great. Oh, he does look great. It is. Yeah. It is. It's, yeah. him. it's, it's him. him. It's him. It's him. You confirmed it. <laughs> Better back than I imagined, too. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew. All right. Thanks for having me on, guys. Spring is the best time to add new challenges to your training. Just in time for summer and warmer days, spring's the best time of the year to take a new look at your fitness routine, dial it up a notch, and continue powering on. Challenge yourself. And Peloton's classes were made just for that, to challenge you. There's a variety of classes like boot camps, boxing, full body strength, all created to grow your skills or push you to improve what you already excel in. Plus, if you don't know which class to take to reach your fitness goals, guess what? You can join one of Peloton's many programs. Right now, I'm in a strength program with Andy and a core program with Emma. They're expert coaches like Andy and Emma, and nonstop vibes will push you to new levels of strength and endurance, keeping you on your toes while giving you the professional coaching you need. With Peloton, you don't need to worry about driving to the gym, making it to class on time. You can do it all from the comfort of your own home whenever it fits your busy schedule. Get your head start on summer with Peloton at OnePeloton.com. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. The Dan Lebitard Show with Stu Gatz is presented by DiGiorno. It's not delivery. It's DiGiorno. We're presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code DAN for a special offer when you sign up. That's code DAN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. I'm curious because football keeps growing somehow bigger and bigger and bigger. And we've just spent the last couple of segments talking about uh, the behavior of Patrick Mahomes' family because he enters into the Brady realm of being the biggest star, biggest winner guy in the game and all of the things that surround that, and just got done talking about a 10-part series about the Patriots dynasty. The Patriots handed over the AFC to this team. We can start having a conversation now about can Mahomes actually be Brady faster in 10 years because he doesn't need to play till he's 39. He just can get to championship games and win them. Even what's standing across from him is, oh, the mastermind of today. We don't even know how good his quarterback is. Can Mahomes beat the mastermind again? Beat him by a throw when he had Garoppolo. The Chiefs are right now in the middle of making themselves the hardest thing, which is the thing that came after the Patriots, the thing in that sport that was stronger than everyone else. Baltimore, great organization for 20 years. Not what Kansas City has done just with Mahomes. Right. Predictability, the hardest thing in a sport that's so random, oblong, 
you know, in shape and in character, truly bouncing unpredictably, they have become predictable. And with the Patriots, the way they did it was some sort of system that we thought Belichick's a genius and Brady might not be a great quarterback, but he is a great quarterback. Oh, my God, he's the best quarterback I've ever seen. He's the biggest winner ever. That hands it over to this, Andy Reid, career underachiever with in Philadelphia because he only got to Super you Bowl. You think even if there's a scenario in which the Chiefs win more than the Patriots won, that Mahomes can overtake Brady? Because this isn't exactly Michael Jordan, LeBron James, like, they played each other, and Brady's 2-0. Brady beat him in his 40s, twice. So I know, but that's what's funny about one game, two game, here and there. You win in the margins. Brady won one of those Super Bowls because Pete Carroll didn't know to hand the ball off at the end, and you're like, what does that have to do with anyone's actual greatness? Right. I know, Tom but if, if they're going to come— actually playing yeah. against Patrick Mahomes. If they're going to compare and contrast Mahomes versus Brady, you can't ignore that, that Brady beat him in his 40s twice. So the measurement now is, how do you replace Brady? You win 10 Super Bowls, You'd so the two Mahomes, that he beats you don't count against you. Not even. It had You You have to go back in time yeah, to beat no. him, to then come back in time, and so then be the best. While also playing a position on defense that you don't actually play. So you can stop reality. Brady, yeah. Correct. Because you can't stop I mean, him come on. That's ridiculous. What you're saying is ridiculous. There, so you're saying right I mean, now— He got blown out in the Super Bowl. So the race is called, you're saying. Tom Brady no, no. gets— Yes, to, no, I'm saying it's done forever. No, no, He's never no, going to be better than Brady. no. What we need is a flux capacitor, a DeLorean. 1.21 gigawatts. Yeah, because we get some from plutonium. But that's what we're going to do with this power? Or a bolt of lightning. One of the two. You guys are telling me that instead of what we've done for 15 years with LeBron, he's not Jordan. Jordan is now going to be broadcasting LeBron's games in football for the next 10 years, lording over from the skybox. I make more than you do up here. For, t for raining down criticism, this product's mediocre. You'll never be as good as me Wait. from the box? Do yeah. you think he's going to do that? you think Brady's going to be in the box and say, yeah, that was cute by Mahomes. There's a nice little cute scamper there. He's also not going to catch Tom Brady because Tom Brady's the only person in that sports history to age that way. Yeah. Like everyone else hits a wall when they get around 40. Everyone else. Does Patrick Mahomes look like the body type and the type of athlete that's going to age with grace once he hits 44? Neither did Brady. Yeah, but Neither Brady. Yeah, but as Brady got older, he took care of his body more. So let this man get older. He take care of his body more. Yeah, he can reserve that right. And no then doubt. get the DeLorean and the and the plutonium or a bolt of lightning. Are you calling Patrick Mahomes pre-old? Look, I've owned the take for several years that I don't think that's going to age with as much grace as everyone else is anticipating. And then we saw one dad bod photo and people came around. We did see one dad bod photo and rained down shame on Mahomes for just having, uh, I mean, for come on. Like, for because, because he doesn't have chiseled abs. He also leans on, I know he's got this brilliant arm, but he leans on his athleticism certainly a lot more than Tom Brady ever did. And as you age, that parts of your game, that part of your game does deteriorate. See, it's funny to me that to me that should that should make <laughs> I you relate to respect so him much. even more. It's like the whole family thing. It's like, wait, he's been doing all this with that body? That's even more amazing then. Aaron Rodgers did it until he was 37, 38, Mike. Like, Mahomes can be great for another 10 years yeah, in that body. I hear what you're saying. 37, 38, Drew Brees did it to 37, 38. Tom Brady did it till 45. No one has done it around the age of 42. 
He obliterated the expectation, and he moved the the goalposts to an impossible standard. He did it till forty five. Vin, Vinny Testaverde would like a word. Uh, let me ask Amin and Pablo this question because I don't know how many people are going to go and get Apple because they've made a dynastic film about the sport of our time for twenty years, dominated by Belichick and Brady. They have what is the exclusive story with access that's going to be told. Uh, I mean, the director just got done telling us there were no rules. I was able to ask about anything. Uh, they weren't editing how we did this, and they got everybody. Are people tired of obsessing over that team for 20 years, or are you in for a 10-part documentary on one of the great sports and social experiments of our time, the, the team that conquered America's most popular sport and made it more popular? I do think that if you're good enough at something, I want to hear you talk about that something, even if you're worse at talking than other people, right? Like, this is the Greg Olson-Tom Brady conversation, mm. too. Like, Greg Olson's a better announcer than Tom Brady. I just want to know how that guy thinks about football. Well, we don't know. We haven't heard Tom Brady. Well, so the question of, like, is he going to be subtweeting Patrick Mahomes? Is he going to be interesting? Is he motivated to be interesting? Will he be candid what he thinks is inherently interesting in a way that Greg Olson, who is, of course, excellent at football, or was, um, in a way that Greg Olson will never be because he's not Tom Brady. So parallel question in this documentary is, do they give you the goods? Do they give you the goods? Are you motivated to say something interesting because the platform you have, speaking ex-cathedra, from your papal chair of greatness. What? What is that? Uh, pull the music, Speaking please. Ex, what? 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 Ex Machina? Yeah, 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 hold on a second. No, like when what the Pope is this? Speaks. Is this Vatican? This yes, is, when the Pope on, speaks. Hold on a second. No, wait, hold on a down. second. Nobody knew hey, what you We've had uh, such a good run with Pablo. I thought yeah. he was a ex cured. We were just, uh, we were just doing heard. our yeah. show. I heard a Catholic. And we didn't hear you go. Thank With the full authority of office, especially that of the Pope, implying infallibility as defined in Roman Catholic doctrine. Yes, we were supposed, we were supposed to know all that. I mean, it's not like there are a bunch of Catholics exactly, in this room. Exactly right. <laughs> I'm recovering. Dan, I've actually seen part of the screener of the documentary, so I saw the first two or three episodes. Brady says the F word in it. What? And I'm like, oh, that's one of the boys. What? What, what does boys? that mean? He said, I yeah, he said, yeah, he said, yeah, he no, said. Tom Brady, soy boy. That's one of the boys because he curses, and now you're, he's letting it fly. This yeah, is he's letting be, it fly. He's open. He's honest. He's cro got his legs crossed. He's talking about this, this and that. He says the F word. I'm like- X-rated Brady. I'm like, yes, more, there he is. More of the real Tom. More of Brady than you've ever seen, uh, him cursing. In, in a five-second clip, it's more than I've ever seen in 25 years of seeing Tom Brady. I mean- Jeremy, uh, Jeremy whispered in my ear as if to taunt me. Yeah, whatever, Patriots, you were great, but did you have Taylor Swift? Yeah, is she in the documentary? No, not interested. He's got a point. He had Giselle. Well, nah. he's got a point. No, Giselle. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm too no. young, man. No, 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 no. We're not going to say That's disrespectful. Giselle, yeah. Not interested. They don't really That's make... All. Giselle? They don't really make supermodels anymore because now if you're a model that pitches stuff, IG, you have baby. like a... A certain level of fame, and you're known for other things. Giselle, the supermodel concept is certainly of a time. Come on, but she was the most famous. I mean, uh, I do love super going in front of a noun. Super fight, super bowl, supermodel. Back in my day, <laughs> things used to be super. Superman. Mm. Yeah. 
We've talked uh, about the idea that there are culture wars happening around Kelsey and Taylor Swift because football is under attack. What do soy boys like me do with the fact that Tom Brady was the second most powerful person in his household and the thing that he did was the second hardest thing that he did in his household when it came to aging with grace? That the, <laughs> that the, that the sport that she ruled was more cutthroat than the one he did and that she aged better than he did and he wanted to be the man who was most successful, but she's the one who had the coffee table book worth $50 million before he realized that football was strangling his value. Like and, and then, he just got a three. $350 million contract Ooh. to talk about the sport. I, I want to follow you down that logic no, no. ladder. No, Tom Brady is a Tom Brady I'm a t- of I'm a, being old. I'm going I'm to I'm I'm t- tell Dan this is how it is. Yes, all that is true, but you know what happened when push came to shove? He said, guess what? To hell with this marriage! I'm going back to football! And that's why he's not a soy boy. His true love? Uh, can you please look up earnings for me on Giselle? Because I don't think that Tom Brady is in a stratosphere, not even with this, but maybe with this broadcasting contract. But I think you underestimate what it is to conquer the, the supermodel game. Like, uh, I'm not saying that. I'm saying you said, well, he followed her up until the point where I don't think it. he was the big money earner in his house. He never was. It no. says uh, during Brady's NFL career, he earned around $330 million until 2020. Uh, she earned around $500 million yeah. during that same time period right now you add the 350 post playing career guess what yeah. your take super sucks yeah. we thought that really? patrick mahomes was following tom brady but i guess travis kelsey's the one doing it <laughs> my so just to be clear my take super sucks yeah because <laughs> super soaker because Hell yeah because now <laughs> because, i don't know quarter million a quarter billion dollars outpacing Okay. Yeah. Good luck, Giselle, with your broadcasting contract. Oh, that's right. There is none for models. <laughs> super or otherwise. What did she do for $550 million? I don't be a supermodel. Come how on, does that work? Man. No, how does pictures? that work? Oh, Wear the on. shit out of a dress. Have you ever seen Taxi? Great no, movie. I haven't. File. <laughs>